Welcome to episode number 39 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series that is receiving a lot of interest. The number of people downloading podcasts has increased incredibly over the last couple of months. And so I think we're going to continue in this series for quite a while. The title of it is Finances Need Prayer and Faith. You know, it's so important we understand the power of prayer and also realize that without prayer, we can't have faith many times. And of course, without faith, we'll never receive the answers that we're looking for when we pray. So I want to talk about the importance of praying and having faith in our finances. And that is inserted into every message that we're doing each and every week. Now, the topics have varied. They've changed as far as the how we talk about prayer and how we talk about faith. So today I'm going to take on an area that requires prayer, that requires faith. And this episode will be entitled, What are True Riches? Several weeks ago, the topic of true riches came up and we covered it. And once again, seemed a very strong interest from people. So I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth today about it. As a matter of fact, I've written an article on it in Charisma Magazine Media, and I hope that you've tuned into that and are listening to those articles. They're very helpful, and they give you some direction for what we're going to cover each and every month. Before we get into this message too far, I need to read Luke chapter 16 and verse 11, where Jesus gives us these words. And he says, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven. That brings a plethora of questions that I had when I read that many years ago for the very first time. I wondered what true riches were, and I I really didn't understand what the Lord was talking about when he said being unfaithful with wealth and being faithful with little and faithful with much. And it was a little confusing, but it's become kind of a cornerstone of teaching that I use when I want to talk about how God wants to bless us in our finances. So today, we're going to take on the subject of true riches. Is it possible that the way we handle our life here as we live on earth before we go to heaven could have an impact on the true riches that God has planned for us in heaven? And is it also possible that true riches, some of those, could actually take part in our life today? Well, I think the answer to both of that is yes. Both of those topics have to do with God wanting to bless us. That scripture that I read in chapter 16 of Luke basically tells us that God wants to bless us while we're here on earth, and he's got a greater blessing planned for us when we go to heaven. So let's focus about the blessings that we're going to receive here on earth, because we'll be talking about heaven in upcoming messages on the Quality Christian Living podcast series. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to be really rich, I mean extremely wealthy, and have so much money that you would just have, could do really anything that you wanted to do. You could bless everyone that you want to bless, and you could reach out to help others. And I think a lot of times we think, well, how come the Lord doesn't just bless us like that with a lot of money so that we can bless other people? Well, I think one of the reasons that people do not get blessed many times early in life financially is that they're not really prepared spiritually to handle that blessing. God wants to give us wealth. He wants to give us substance. He has no problem with us having unlimited income and being able to purchase just anything that we desire. However, he's concerned about our spiritual condition prior to bringing those blessings upon us. The Bible talks about something greater than worldly wealth when it refers to true riches. Because even though money is a nice thing to have, even though having plenty in the bank to do what we'd like to do and to be out of debt and all those are wonderful things, far more important than that is the condition of our soul. 
the condition of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the condition of our relationship with our children and with our wife and with our mom and dad and with our friends and family and where we work. How are we handling all that? Are we in a position to receive more blessings from God? Or are we just in a circle, an endless circle, where we just keep going around and around in this circle and doing the same things over and over again and expecting to get different results? Well, we've all heard many times that continuing to do the same thing and expecting different results is pretty much insanity. It makes no sense. It will not change. So therefore, many of us, I believe, need to sit down and pray by ourselves or with someone we love or care for or who we can trust, like a spouse, a family member, a friend, a pastor, someone who will confide in you, someone will pray with you and be in agreement with you to work on our spiritual conditions, the things that we need to see changed in our life. When we get that going, we'll never get it right. We'll never get it perfect. We can't possibly have a perfect spiritual life here on earth because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There are none righteous, no, not one. That's what the Bible tells us. And yet, in my experiences as a pastor, I often run into people, maybe not that often, but I should say at, at times I run into people who seem to be kind of spiritual giants, at least self-proclaimed spiritual giants. They boast about how much they pray and boast about how many wonderful things they do for people and boast about how God is doing constant miracles in their life. And if that's happening, that's wonderful. But in reality, reality, we shouldn't be telling everybody about how rich we are and how well off we are and about how incredible our life is unless we're lifting up God and boasting about who he is and what he's done in our life. Then we can boast and then we can share because it could be, it should be, and it must be that God receives all the glory for all the blessings in our life. So let's let's remember, we're never going to be, while we live here on earth, a spiritual giant, if you will. But we can grow in our walk with God. We can mature in our walk with God. We can have a better understanding of what the Bible says about our walk with God. So I want to focus on that in the first part of today's episode, to dealing about building up a spiritual strength, building up a strong spiritual life where we read God's word and we study it and we understand it and then we apply it to our life, where we pray and when we pray, we do it earnestly and we do it faithfully. And we will focus on prayer. We'll spend time in prayer. I don't mean three to four to five hours a day in prayer, but you know, in all honesty, there haven't been any really great revivals take place in the last couple of thousand years without a foundation of prayer taking place. So we all need to build our prayer life, and I'm included in that also. One of the greatest things I've ever done was to go to Dr. Cho's church in Seoul, Korea. They have an amazing ministry on Prayer Mountain where they pray and believe that people are going to be healed. My wife and I went there with some dear friends of ours, and while we were there, we had an opportunity to attend meetings where Dr. Cho was speaking. I can remember he locked us in a room, me and about three, four hundred other people in a room, and told us we need to first, before we get into this conference, understand the significance that prayer must have in our life. And he said, I'm going to lock the doors, close the doors. There are restrooms here, and that's wonderful, but um, you can't leave this building. You can use the restrooms, but you can't leave this building for, I think it was four hours. And he says, if anyone leaves this building before four hours, you really have not deserved the right to continue on in this conference that I'm having, and so therefore you should probably just go home. Now that's a pretty strong statement. He also had a plan at his church that when people started praying, and they and we were there, we were at his church, and there was like 36,000 people that went to every service, and he had multiple services on Saturday and on Sunday, because his church at the time was running 
about 750 to 800,000 people. And he built it on a foundation of prayer and faith. But we were in a prayer meeting and people just all of a sudden just got right into prayer. A bell rang and everybody knew they're supposed to pray. And the ushers would walk up and down the aisles. And if there was somebody who was just looking around at the ceiling or paying no attention, they would go over, tap them on the shoulder and ask them to leave the building because everyone there was supposed to pray and we didn't want they didn't want anyone there who was quenching the spirit. So you might think, well that's pretty radical. That's pretty extreme. But when you think about it, what's wrong with calling a prayer meeting and asking everyone to be a part and to pray and to close your eyes and meditate on the things of God. You don't have to pray out loud in front of an audience, but you're supposed to tune out everything else and seek the Lord. So that's the kind of prayer that we need in our life and that will then lead us into a life of faith. When we have a strong life of prayer, we will have a strong life of faith. That's how I believe it, and that's what I've seen in action in my own life, in our own church, and also when I've gone around the country and even across the world and seen great ministries like Dr. Cho's, where prayer was literally the foundation of their church, and they had great a great experience in the in the area of faith. Now, getting back to finances and talking about building ourselves ready to receive true riches, we, we first must focus, like I said, on spiritual growth and spiritual prosperity. When that happens, then all of a sudden, we're going to start seeing the true riches of God come into our life right here on planet Earth. Let me give you some scriptures that talk about the true riches that we can experience while we're here on Earth that'll take us into heaven and that will even get in a greater degree when we get to heaven. It's found in one of the greatest, most famous scriptures known in the Word of God, John 3.16. I'm reading in the New Living Translation as John is credited with giving these words, but he's actually repeating the words or recording the words that Jesus spoke. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have ever lasting life or have eternal life. Verse 17, let's read that. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Now, if that's not a true rich blessing from God, I don't know what would be. God is promising us, if we've committed our life to Christ, that we can receive true riches. The true riches would be eternal life with his son, Jesus Christ, and with Lord the Lord God. And I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than that. As a matter of fact, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right now, wherever you are, you can just simply say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When you pray that, and you mean that, and when you've prayed it before, because I'm sure the majority of people here are already Christians, but when you pray that before, you received one of God's true riches right here on earth. You probably didn't think of it that way, but that's what it was. So let's move on through the Bible and look at some other examples of God's plan to give us true riches. There's an amazing teaching that I, I've read before and I had read many times in But one day as I was reading it, something very powerful came out of it. And I believe it's one of God's plans to give us true riches right here on earth. It's a teaching in the book of Romans chapter 4. And it talks about, Paul is talking about the promise that God gave to Abraham, where it was a gift that he gave him. Remember, he told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And Abraham responded with, yeah, right. We can't even have a, a child right now. 
and his wife Sarah was old and he was old. He was 90 to 100 years old at the time. There's two to three different times that in his life that these things were discussed and, and with God. And God was trying to give him an encouragement to believe that he could do something in his life. Well, Paul was using that example, the conversation between Abraham and God about a promise and he uses it in, in this wonderful scripture found in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. So then, then Paul writes, That is what the scriptures mean when, it told, when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. And he was talking about his faith. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Now, that's faith. That's an incredible measure of of faith and trusting God. What he's saying is that God can bring something from nothing. As a matter of fact, it hit me so heavy that I wound up writing a book a year or so ago that I believe illustrates the power of that blessing that God had for Abraham, and that blessing can be ours today. My book is entitled, Receive Everything from what we call nothing. What that means is this. If you have a sickness in your body, you call it forth and you pray, Father, I call forth a healing. I call forth those things that are not as though that they are. That's a promise that God gave Abraham. Abraham did not have the physical ability to produce children, nor his wife, Sarah. But God touched him and gave him that ability. We can receive one of the great blessings from God when we start to believe in our prayer time and our time of faith that we will receive something that we don't have. I like to pray about it when you have unsaved family members. They don't know the Lord, but you want to pray for them. Father, we claim this son or this daughter or these family members for you. We call forth your promise in your word that says we can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. When we do that, we are receiving the true blessings of God. We're receiving the true riches of God right here on earth. I know that I've had situations in my own life where I wanted something to come forward. I want something to materialize. I wanted a financial blessing so we could build that church. I remember walking out to the land that we bought out in the desert in North Scottsdale. It was kind of on the northern end, beautiful high desert, but nonetheless, there was nothing there. And so I walked out on that property with the architect and I said, the building that we're trying to put here, where's the sanctuary? And we, we discovered where it would be on this big 33-acre parcel of land. I said, now if the sanctuary is here, where would the pulpit be? And he walked me over to the area where the pulpit would be and I stood right there and he went about measuring and doing things he was doing. And I stood there and I said, Lord, I'm going to call forth blessings on this land upon the church that's being built. I call forth those things that are not as though that they are, that, that they will be. And I said, Father, I now see this church coming up and being built. And as I'm going to stand here one day over this pulpit, which is coming, you've promised it, Father. That's a true, richest blessing from you. I'm going to give an altar call and people are going to give their life to Christ. As a matter of fact, when the building was built and there was a concrete slab there before we put the carpet down, we brought hundreds and hundreds of people into the church and gave them magic markers and they crawled around the floor and they started calling forth those things that were not as though that they were. Those were the true blessings, the true riches that God had in store for his people. People were calling forth unsaved family members to be saved. They were calling forth financial blessings in their home for a marriage to be restored, to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything that they could imagine or even think. When you think about it, there's no limit to what we can pray about and there's no limit to what we can ask God to bring that true rich blessing to us right here on earth. Now, some of you might be saying, no, pastor, this, that teaching doesn't apply, that the true blessings only has to do what's going to happen in heaven. Then let me just say this, then why? 
would God talk about it and explain it? Why would Jesus come to earth and talk about how we take care of our finances. And if we're faithful with little, we won't be faithful with much. And that if we're not faithful with worldly wealth, God, who, how can God trust the, the true riches to us? You know, he's talking about both our experience here on earth and our experience that we're going to have in heaven. Now, we all know that when we get to heaven, or at least most of us do, it's going to be an amazing place. They say that people who've seen a glimpse of heaven don't even want to go back to their family. They just are so overwhelmed with the glory and the power and the presence of God and the power of what heaven is going to be like. And that's our promise. That's that's one of our promises. But instead of looking there all the time, looking forward to just heaven, why don't we start claiming those promises right here on earth? Why don't we claim the having the ability to do a good budget, to be blessed in our finances, to make good financial decisions, to do things that will bring true riches to us, that'll bring the blessings of God? Why don't we pray that God will bless our prayer time that and bless our ministry in our church? Or, and if we don't have a ministry, that he'll show us what our purpose is in the church and what our purpose for life is. When, when you know God's purpose for your life, you're receiving the true riches that God has in store for you. So this teaching I know might be a little extreme for some. They might think that I've kind of lost it a little bit here, but I truly believe the scriptures prove it out that God has a plan to bless us right here on earth and then great blessings in heaven. Let me give you another true riches in heaven that's not necessarily finances, but it's truly a promise of God. It's found in Romans chapter five, just one chapter over. And Paul's speaking here, In verse number six, New Living Translation, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Verse seven, now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Verse eight, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now, if you don't call that a blessing, if you don't call that true riches, I don't know what else could be identified as such. So receive this blessing, accept this blessing, accept this teaching. Realize that there are things around us every day that we take for granted when there are really blessings that God has in store for us. So now let's let's continue this teaching and focus specifically just on financial blessings that are true riches giving of our finances will bring forth financial blessing. I've already talked about that and I'll be talking more and more about it as the weeks and months go by. I'm drawn to Malachi chapter 3 and verse number number 10 where it talks about when we give what was going to come back in our finances. It says in verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it, he says, put me to the test. That's an amazing scripture and one that a lot of people argue about and complain about because it does talk about tithing. And as you know, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you'll discover that I believe in tithing and I believe that there's going to be a return. Not necessarily, it's always going to be a financial return, but there will be a blessing be returned to you. But in this scripture, it says, it says, and it says, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. And then he says, try it, put me to the test. So God's saying, hey, if you don't 
believe what I'm saying, then why don't you go ahead and test me on it? Why don't you start giving to me and see if I won't pour out that blessing for you? I believe that God has a plan to inspire us to give. And this is one of the scriptures that we use. And this is something that we need to understand. God has ordained to be placed in the word of God that'll help us receive the true riches of heaven, some of it at least, right here on earth. Let me give you another example of true riches found in Matthew chapter 13. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And they're asking him the question. They said, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And so Jesus replied to them this way in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 11. He replies, he says this, You are permitted, he's talking to the disciples now, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Now, let me ask you, why were they allowed? Because they were drawing closer to him. Why did they receive the secrets of heaven? And why did he say, but but you're not allowed? I think because Jesus knew that they were growing and maturing and they were ready to understand the greater things that he has, the true riches he wants to give us while we're here on earth. As they were drawing closer to him, He wanted to draw closer to them. In verse 12, he says, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. How many people would like to have more understanding when it comes in the area of your finances? It says, And they will have an abundance of knowledge. Let me ask this question. How many people out there would like to have an abundance of knowledge in how to deal with your finances, how to make good decisions, how to make a good investment, how to know that there's going to be plenty left over when you go into retirement? As you're planning for that, even now, regardless of your age, we need to start planning for retirement when we first start to work in our 20s. But let me ask you, how many people start preparing early for retirement? Well, it's certainly not as many as should be. They say today the average person approaching retirement has less than $1,000 to pay for expenses that might come up. And they're planning on retiring just on their Social Security check. People, that's just not going to work. That's not going to happen. So we need to get knowledge. We need to receive one of the true riches of heaven, which is abundance of knowledge from God, from the Holy Spirit, and to understand more about what we need to do to plan. And then Jesus goes on to say, but for those who are not listening, you know, to his word, even what little understanding they will have will be taken away from them. And it's so important we understand that God wants to bless us, but many times we just don't listen to him. We don't read his word. We don't seek him. We don't pray. We don't have the faith to to believe. And so therefore, we lose what little faith we may have had. We need to step in and call forth those things that are not as though they are. Start claiming the promises of God and watch the Lord bring forth true riches in our financial plan right here on earth. Remember now, true riches are not just money, money, money. It has to do with just good common sense and understanding and having wisdom and knowing how to deal with our people, our family, our work, our kids, how to train up our children, how to have a great marriage and be an example of a godly marriage. Those are all true riches that the Lord wants to pour into our marriages. I'm going to close this with a really strong teaching that Jesus refers to, and it comes from a prophecy found in Isaiah. And and I'm reading, continuing to read in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 14. He talks about how people need to learn from him, from his word, from the Holy Spirit. He says here, this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, 
you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. Ears cannot hear. Jesus goes on to talk about in that prophecy of Isaiah, and he talks about how the people can't hear, they can't see, and they can't hear again, and their hearts cannot understand, they, and they, they don't turn to the Lord their God. But then Jesus says something that I want you to take home from this teaching today. And he says it in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 16. It's an incredible message that all, we all need to receive today. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Just think about that. There are many people all over the world who long hear what we're hearing, who long to see what we see. You see, here in America, we're so blessed, and I know I'm preaching this, teaching this lesson literally all over the world. I was told that there are 81 different countries who have downloaded this message, these, these teachings on finances. And so there's a lot of people, the majority of the world can't see and can't hear because they're not pursuing God. If they'd pursue God, they'd find him. You see, people say they're trying to search for truth. They want to find the truth. Well, if you really want to find the truth, anybody who's trying to find the truth, eventually they have to go to Jesus because he is the only truth. He's the only source of truth that God has left this world. So if you want to be blessed in your finances, then why don't you pray and seek God's wisdom, his direction, his guidance, his instruction, instruction, and then you'll be able to hear. You'll be able to see. As you pray, you'll be able to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and give you guidance. As you have faith, you'll be able to see it in your spirit mind. You'll be able to see those things coming forth. Like I stood out in that, that desert where there was no church, there was no building, and that was that was a year or so before we even were able to even start building that our, the structure itself. There was nothing there, but the Holy Spirit showed me what he was going to bring forth in my life and in the life of those living in North Scottsdale. And I look back at that and I think that a lot of folks might walk out in that desert and say, there's nothing here. There's no hope. There's no way this is going to ever be blessed. And they would be robbed of the blessings of God. In your own finances, please don't look at what you have or your lack of finances or the, maybe the debt that you have and start thinking that God's not going to bring the true riches into your life. He hasn't so far, so why would he now? Well, why don't you just start changing right now? Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Why don't you set a pattern of financial planning. Prepare a budget. Start to give from what you have to the Lord. You may not be able to give 10% of what you have right now, but you can always give something to the local church or to a missionary or to some work that is, is beneficial to the kingdom of God. So if you'll start that, give from what you have. Get the attention of God and watch and wait and see how he wants to bless you. In my heart, I want people to be prospering financially. I want them to be out of debt. I want them to know what it's like to be free from the, the challenges of not being able to pay their bills or meet their obligations. I want them to walk in the fullness of the Lord and receive the blessings that God has in store for us. So look at these instructions and read them. If you would like to, let me give you a reference of something you might want to read. Just get the, your Bible out, read parable of the scattered seed and, the, and the, the information that Jesus was talking about here in Matthew chapter 13. Just read the entire chapter all the way through verse 30 and watch and see how God will turn it into something that will bless your life and receive that teaching and expect to see something come from nothing. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that I have to be able to teach this message, Father, to people literally all over the world. 
I was amazed when they told me that thousands of people are tuning in every week, Lord, and every month. It's just thousands of people, Lord, that are tuning in in countries all over the world and downloading these teachings. I pray an anointing would come down upon these teachings, and I pray, Lord, that you would anoint those that are listening to receive it now. I pray, God, as we look back at what we've taught in this lesson today, Father, that you will bring forth the true riches of heaven and the true riches on earth into the lives of your people and your followers. May they seek your face, Father. May they listen for for your voice, for you to speak to them. And Lord, I know you speak to them, Father, when you give them peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding, Father God, will guard their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. May everyone listening today, Lord, decide to take action right now to improve their time of prayer, to start building their faith by praying for those things and believing that God will bring forth something from nothing. Father, you're going to bring abundance into their life. You're going to bring people out there who are in debt, seriously in debt, Father. They'll become debt-free. You're going to bring promotions in their job, Father. I believe you can do things without any help from anybody else, God. But Lord, we thank you for it in advance. And I expect to receive emails from people telling me about the change in their finances, Father, that they will believe, Father God, that they can receive this teaching, Father, and apply it through their life. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today in this particular session, and so I'm looking forward to the next week when we get into episode number 40 entitled, How to Have Peace in Financial Decisions. If you'd like to get additional information on some of the teachings I've had today on how to receive everything from nothing and also to how to experience the joy of debt-free living, there are books that I've written on faith and these promises of God and on generosity. You can find them on my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and you can either get them on ebook or you could purchase the book right there. In addition to that, I have on there a place for you to sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. I'm looking forward to getting Getting that going very, very soon. You can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Until next time, may God richly bless you.